0: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome, everyone, to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am the host, your coach, your spiritual advisor, Rolinda. And I wanted to welcome you to not just any podcast, but a podcast that is purposed to guide you through your healing journey. What is the Psalms of My Emotions? It's not necessarily the Psalms of My Emotions. Even though I do use my testimony as a tool to guide you through your healing but it is your psalms of your emotions. I believe that after listening to these Jesus nuggets, as I call them, you will have a testimony that is music to God's ears. So let's hop right into this episode and let the healing begin. Hey, 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 everyone. I'm back for Emotion Monday. Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm back. And my voice is, for the most part, back to normal. It was rough the last couple of weeks. I caught some kind of virus. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I'm just glad I'm over it. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Those that will watch the replay, thank you for tuning in for Emotion Monday. For those that are new to this, Emotion um, Monday. Emotion is a play on words. E is electronic. Motion is movement. And um, you never know what kind of weekend someone has had. And this is just the day to give you a push, um, to maybe give you confirmation on some things, um, and also to give you insight into you know, God's perspective on some things. So just welcome. Um, To Emotion Monday. Usually this is on Monday at 6 o'clock and I also wanted to give a um, shout out and a um, just thank you to my podcast listeners. This does stream on the podcast. It does get uploaded on um, my podcast networks. Um, Usually after I get off of here, I do put them on the other podcast platforms, so that you could check it out anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Sometimes, um, you it's on Audible anywhere. You know, sometimes I'm surprised by how many outlets that it shows up in. I type it, I Google it. And I'm like, okay, it's on there. That's fine too. So wherever anyone could get some of these Jesus nuggets, as I call them, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for catching the replay. So I'm not going to prolong this any longer. Let the healing begin. All right, guys. So I have spoke on this topic before um, about boundaries. Um, I've blogged about it before. Um, I've actually done a um, Emotion Monday about it before, but I just wanted to get on here again because this is something like a misunderstood topic that a lot of people you know a lot of people are confused about boundaries. You know, sometimes when you have boundaries people see it as it being mean or being restrictive, but I want to say that it is so healthy in having boundaries. And I want I found an article that I wanted to expound on that was really really good, and at first I was going to take pieces out of it and explain it, but the whole thing was just excellent to me. So I just want to get on here and just talk about boundaries. How many of you guys have them, right? How many of you guys have boundaries? I'm telling you, you guys, it is definitely needed. You need boundaries, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's why I entitled it "The Blessing in Boundaries." So, the thing is, boundaries need to need to exist. You know, this is coming from the article. Like I said, I'm going to read straight from this article because it was just so good. Um, And it was entitled, um, How Setting Boundaries Can Save Your Relationships. And um, it looks like it was um, from a Christian counseling place. So that's where um, I'm coming from. So the first thing that stuck out to me when I read the article was that boundaries need to exist. In relationships for love to be true genuine and purely motivated i'll say that again boundaries need to exist so it's imperative this this is important boundaries need to exist in relationships for love to be true genuine and purely motivated all right so we're just going to go ahead and continue um with what I'm getting into. Um, and the other thing that pointed out was that boundaries save relationships. And we're gonna get into the conflict of, you know, a lot of people don't, some people don't believe in having boundaries, you know, because it's being seen as be, being negative, right? So I'm just gonna go ahead and read along in this article and stop and talk. I used to do this, right? I used to blog, then I would stop and then I would talk about some things, right? So um, that's pretty much how we're going to do this article. So um, let's see. Um, like I said, I'm going to read straight through this article, right? Before getting into this article, the term boundary first needs to be discussed. Many assume boundaries are unloving defenses intended to create distance rather than relationships. In reality, boundaries aren't as much about keeping others out as keeping yourself in. And I love this because I used to think, you know, when I heard of boundaries, it was more so what can I keep out, right? It was about what can I keep out? What can I keep away from me? What can I keep safe? And I noticed when I was in that state of thinking that boundaries were bad is because I was trying to, um, I thought it was just, you know, just a, well, not bad. It was good, but it was in the wrong way of me thinking it was good. I just thought that it was, um, it will protect me. It will guard me. It was a defense mechanism because of all of the hurt and all of the pain that I was going through. I thought that, you know, I, it's quick for me to put up boundaries, right? It was quick to me, quick. For me to put up boundaries because I was hurt, so I was trying to protect that hurt. But that is not the boundaries that we're talking about. Some people like to put up their boundaries because that's how they look at it. They look at it like I've been hurt before, and so I'm just going to put that barrier there. See, it's not boundaries. Then, and then at this point, it is a barrier. So then they put this barrier up, but. The thing is, nobody can get in, right? Nobody can get in and you could barely get out, right? So that is the unhealthy way to keep boundaries. And like I said, that's what I was thinking. So again, in reality, boundaries aren't as much about keeping others out as keeping yourself in. OK, so I'm just going to go ahead and keep on reading uh, psychology today puts it like this. The whole point of having boundaries is so that we could contain ourselves within the perimeters of where I stop and others begin. It's really not about keeping others out, as I said before um, in the article, as much as it is about defining who you are and what you Right. So this is what psychology today says. You know, the whole point of having boundaries is so that we can contain ourselves within the perimeters of where I stop and others begin. We have limitations, right? It doesn't matter, you know, how much you feel you can do something. So there are limitations. We have limitations, and we have to acknowledge them and see them more as boundaries, instead of looking at them as weaknesses. It is not a weakness when you have a boundary, right? It's not considered a weakness when you have a boundary, right? So <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm still got stuff in my throat going, <laughs> going on and stuff in my voice. Like I said, I s- said it wasn't 100% better, but it's a lot better than it was. I, got, I could hardly talk, y'all. Um, So it just stops and others begin because what I do notice is that like, let's say if you are a kind person, there are a lot of people that will take advantage of that, right? There are people that will take advantage of you being a kind person and they won't know how to stop unless you tell them where it stops, right? You tell them where that line is. Everyone needs to have a line, and it needs to be defined clearly. Nothing. You should never go into a relationship or a position where the lines are blurred and they're not clear, because then it's it's bound boundaryless. I don't think that's a word, but there's no boundaries, right? You don't know where you stop, and you don't know. And it says, you know, like I said, the others begin. So let's get on to the other paragraph. Um, you could choose to think about boundaries as barricades and fortifications, keeping others out. And maybe that's how some people use boundaries in an unhealthy manner. I just talked about that, right? Just using boundaries in an unhealthy manner. Um, you know, just thinking as a protective mechanism, you know, you having this fortress and this barricade, it's, very well keeping important things out keeping important people out because you're not giving people a chance right so however a better way to think of healthy boundaries is as a geographic markers like state lines so this is good like that's why I said I had to read this whole article and read it because it was good to me how they described you know this boundary when it came to states a state line doesn't keep the other state out, that would be silly to tell California you are rude for keeping Nevada out. You guys know, looking at this country, looking at this map, we have state lines. And that is just really only to define where you're at, right? When you leave Indiana, you know, Indiana doesn't stretch across this country. Indiana has a stop, like that's where I live at. Indiana has a stop, so as you go into Illinois, you need to know that you're going to Illinois, right? You need to know you're going from state to state. You need to know when you're leaving Texas. You know it's the etc. It's just really just kind of giving a clear definition to where you are, and you know your limitations, as I you know explained before. It's easy to recognize that a, that's a silly notion because the boundary lines simply designate what state is which. So it's given definition, right? So boundaries aren't aggressive or designed to keep people out. Instead, they are self-definitions. Listen, that is so good to me. Like I said, I love this article. So boundaries aren't aggressive or designed to keep people out. Instead, they are self-definitions. What is aggressive is when people try to change the boundary lines. So like I said with the states, that's just like someone, because they want a part of Illinois to be Indiana, they can't just say, well, because I don't like the way Indiana stops, I'm going to push the boundary line to Illinois without just like, because this is how I want it. And that's really aggressive. (laughs) And that could be really, you know, just offensive. You just can't do it like that. You can't um, push past people's boundaries that they have put in place, right? That is disrespectful. You can't say, I don't like your boundaries, so we don't want it like that. You can't tell people what boundaries to put up, right? You have to get to know the person and that could be a kind of aggressive if you tell them, well, no, you shouldn't have it like that. Like, how do you know uh, uh, someone's limitations? How do you know how far someone is going to go? Right. And the important thing about us is that when we set boundaries, we have to keep them. You know, we have to have some non-negotiables because we know ourselves, we know our health, we know our bodies, you know, we we know, right? We know how far we can go. Many wars have been fought over trying to take over someone else's territory and that will likely be true in your life as other people attempt to change your boundaries by force. I'll read that again. Many wars have been fought over trying to take over someone else's territory and that will likely be true in your life as other people attempt to change your boundary lines by force. How would you like it if somebody just told you, like you say, okay, I'm going to go to bed at eight o'clock and you tell people, no, hey, don't call me at eight o'clock. They know that. And then they'll continue to keep on, you know, doing it. And then it's not now it's looking like, OK, maybe they forgot, you know, you can give people grace. But at the other time, if they just don't care, if they just blatantly just say it, I don't care, girl, you're going to stay up and <laughs> talk to me. You're like, wait, I have boundaries, right? Um, I have boundaries, right? I have limitations like I have things going on I have to go to sleep I have to go to bed right Um, and I mean there's things that you can even discuss and so sometimes even there are exceptions But it's only according to your comfort level, but they should never be forced right Your boundaries should never be forced and like I said for you guys that are coming in I'm, just reading from an article and pretty much discussing um through it um Many Christians seem to have adopted the idea that boundaries are inherently negative. How many of you guys believe that, you know, having boundaries are negative, right? They're not. (laughs) And we're going to go into how, just how healthy that they are. Somehow Christianity has come to define love as having no boundaries. If someone asks you for your shirt, you give it to them. If someone slaps you on one cheek, then you should offer them the other. Do verses like these mean you can't stand up for yourself or that having boundaries is sinful? A careful holistic reading of scripture reveals that while there will be moments when Christians need to sacrifice and let things go, see, that's what I was saying the negotiation and and finding out, you know, pretty much where God thinks about things. See, this is the Christian part of it <laughs> to 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 Consult with God and see what he thinks about, you know, what you should do with the boundaries that you have put in place. Um, A careful, holistic reading of scripture reveals that while there will be moments when Christians need to sacrifice and let things go, that doesn't mean Christians can't or shouldn't live with boundaries. Sometimes we feel like we have to always put ourselves on the altar as far as it goes with you know, um, and I mean, and and that's where the lines get blurred, you know, as far as even with ministry, you know, goes, you can also stretch yourself so thin, you know, even in that area as well. And it's healthy to have boundaries, right? We, like I said before, earlier, we have our limitations. Um, in fact, boundaries are taught and discussed regularly in the Bible. And even Jesus, listen, we do what Jesus do, right? Even Jesus held his own personal boundaries. While many Christians are quick to point to verses about love, sacrifice, and being selfless in defense of their boundary boundaryless lives, they choose to skip over a whole heap of verses that teach Christians to practice discernment. See, that discernment. You need discernment, even in this, right? So they choose to skip over a whole heap of verses that teach Christians to practice discernment when it comes to their personal lives. You need discernment to know boundaries. And like I said, they're not barricades. They're, you know, and I'll go into this because I don't want to read ahead because it's like I said, this article was so good. Um, Boundaries need to exist in relationships for love to be true, genuine, genuine, and purely motivated. I read that in the beginning. For example, I don't know if I want to read this because I don't even know if this is what it's really said, but I'll read it for discussion sake. For example, Proverbs twenty-five seventeen says, let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. This one can't get any more clear. If you think showing up at your neighbor's house unannounced and uninvited is your right as a member of Christian community, the Bible says otherwise. It actually implies that if you overstep your neighbor's boundaries, that he will hate you and it will be your fault. That's a clear example of living in healthy boundaries. Or Proverbs 26 and 4 says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. This one is a little more nuanced. Many Christians feel the need to engage anyone who talks to or approaches them. While it's good to be aware that God can bring you in contact with someone anywhere at any time, that doesn't mean you have an obligation to engage everyone you meet. And I think, um, you know, some people may have, a you know, it, it's discernment. It all comes down to discernment. And I'm like that as well. You know, um, I'm friendly in public. You know, I talk to anyone anyone in public. Um, But God will tell you, you know, um, cut the conversation short here. You know, you don't have to talk as much here. And then on the other hand, he says, okay, engage the conversation some more. Stretch it out a little more. But... You know, you see the boundary there, right? You see the boundary there, you know, but that just comes, like I said, you know, even God allows you to have boundaries. Everything is not the same. Every situation is not the same. You just have to, you know, there's limitations there, right? So if someone comes up talking foolishness, gossip, slander, lies, arrogance, vulgarity, you are not obligated to engage in them. So that's another instance. You don't have to you know, they could be, you know, your brother and sister, you don't have to, you know, in Christ or whoever, you don't have to engage in that, right? You don't have to feel guilty for choosing to hold up a boundary and not give them your attention, especially if it's going to negatively affect you. So all of this is about, you know, protecting, you know, your, your thoughts, your mental, your, you know, and, and, and even in a season now where, we have to, you know, really just think about how our mind is processing things. You know, how are you covering your mind? How are you protecting your thoughts, right? And a lot of these things contribute it to, contribute to it. You know, who are you listening to? Who are you having conversations with? What are you watching? All of this contributes to your mental, right? So boundaries is very imperative and very important for your mental health, right? The Bible actually says this type of behavior can help protect you from becoming a fool yourself. So some conversations that you avoid can help you from being a foolish yourself, right? Because what they say, birds of a feather flock together, you know, and, and it's like you start to have a group think. You start to think the same and, you know, you wake up one day and you're like, why am I thinking like this? Why am I so negative, right? Why am I all of a sudden speaking so negatively, Right. Uh, Furthermore, Jesus was known for setting boundaries. Again, he would regularly take time away from people, even when they were looking for him, to go and be alone with the Father. Listen, this sounds a little like me. I listen for those that know me (laughs) or don't. I will disappear in a minute. I will disappear dip off, do a fast, do a consecration. Don't tell anybody, (laughs) you know, some of my family that may ask or call like, Hey, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Then I'll say something to them. But most of the time, this is, that's what I do. Right. I'll just go just, you know, hide, be in the house. I have that solitude time with my, you know, with, with God, because I feel like being a single woman and being single, And I have the time to do it, right? So I'm going to take advantage while I can. So that was another thing I brought up in my notes for singles. If you have no time to be with the father, you may not have any healthy boundaries placed in your life. So if you think about what you do during the day and, you know, you're a Christian, you know, prayer and devotion is part of it. So you think about it. If you have no time to be with the father, you may not have any healthy boundaries placed in your life. So you think about it. Okay, everything is taking up space. Everything is taking up, you know, what I should be. I should be devoting some time with the father, but now I feel like I can't. I don't have time. So that means we don't have boundaries, right? So that's for the singles. And, you know, it even goes and it talks about marriage as well. Um, and I'm going to continue. The same is actually very true for us. In another passage, Jesus makes his boundaries ab- abundantly clear in John 2, 24. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew all people. This passage is amazing and too often completely overlooked. At this point in his ministry, Jesus was gaining acclaim, and many people were believing in him. Oh, that is so good! I'm gonna read that again. Uh, Jesus makes his boundaries abundantly clear in John 2:24, but Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all people. So that's one thing when you know people. <laughs> You're able to have those boundaries because you know people. You know people are going to continue to pull. You know people are going to continue to need. You know people are going to continue to want. So because you know this of people, you have to know yourself and place a boundary around the situation, right? He was reaching the status of a celebrity, but rather than live up to his followers' expectations doing what they thought he should do, he chose to withhold himself from them, maintaining his personal boundaries. I love this. He was reaching the status of a celebrity, but rather than live up to his followers' expectations, doing what they thought he should do, he chose to withhold himself from them, maintaining his personal boundaries. Listen. We can't be bound to other people's expectations because people will use you and use you and use you and use you up till you sitting there dry, sitting there dry and crusty, no life. Dry and crusty, no life, can't even move. And guess what? They're going to find someone else to do the job. They're going to find someone else to do your job. So we can't really just think that something will fall apart because we're not there things are going to fall apart because we're not we're not the hands that are going to do it because when you're not there best believe there will always be somebody else and god god is not even a god that will do anyone like that god will not leave anyone without help if they're genuinely doing something for god there will always be someone for help right it's not going to just land on one person right amen It's a tuesday (laughs) amen it's not gonna land on one person there's always gonna be look i love this god always has a backup god always has a backup because i've done that myself where i'm just like well you know who's gonna do that and who's gonna do this and god was just like and, and it was handled like i was able to take care of myself And allow God to handle it, right? He knows our heart and he knows what we are in need of and, you know, he'll he'll handle it. It might not, we might have not ever seen that help coming, but, you know, he knows and he'll take care of it, right? So I like that you know, about, um, I love this. Uh, Look, I'm gonna read it again because this was so good to me. He was reaching the status of a celebrity, you know, talking about Jesus. But rather than live up to his followers' expectations, doing what they thought he should do, he chose to withhold himself from them, maintaining his personal boundaries. So this is Jesus being Jesus. And I love when Jesus does these things um, because he's basically, he's teaching us because he was the template on the earth. He was teaching us even then how to deal with people and how to deal with situations, right? Like I said, people are going to people, people will people, right? People are always people and they will always need, always want, always need, always want. It's just a never ending cycle, but we got to understand us and know us and know what we could take on, right? So biblical boundaries can save your relationship. So like I said, I'm reading from an article. Like I said, this was so good. I'm just interjecting in between. (laughs) So it's now clear that boundaries are not unloving or unbiblical. Instead, they are powerful tools to protect you and the people you love. So not only does it help us out, it protects the people that we love as well. It's important to take this seriously Because choosing not to live with boundaries can be very damaging to your relationship. Let's look at two examples of how boundaries can protect you and your relationship. So these are examples that the articles have. Imagine being married to someone. The marriage started great, but now work and stress are are creating regular conflicts. And these conflicts are not pretty. After one of these conflicts, you notice that your partner has a pattern of cursing during your fights which only makes you matter because you feel belittled and demeaned. You have the right to communicate that to your partner. You can share with them saying something like, "When you curse at me while fighting, it's not okay. From now on, if you continue to curse during a conflict, we will have to take a break and wait until we can discuss it more civilly." You are giving you aren't giving an ultimatum or stonewalling your partner. Instead, you are establishing what you are comfortable with so you can move through the conflict more effectively but remember the street goes both ways both partners will need to be willing to recognize and honor the other person's boundaries boundaries and relationships are designed to strengthen your bond not damage it so really what it does is it you know it brings about that communication between you all because we're not the same right so if you're married. You're not you're not the same, right? So that communication, you're going to have different boundaries. You're going to have different limitations, right? So it's just about that communication. And with that, you're, you're, it's going to get stronger. So while the image of the perfect family reunion with everyone gathered around a campfire is propagated as an American dream, anyone who has experienced unhealthy in-laws knows that it doesn't always work out like that. If you have a great relationship with your extended family, then that's amazing. However, many people don't get to experience this. And one of the main difficulties is establishing your own personal boundaries as a new family, differentiating from your family of origin. Unfortunately, many parents don't understand the leave and cleave discussed in Genesis. I dealt with this. I dealt with this when I was married, right? My... Um, you know, um, husband's family, it was just always involved, always involved, always had to know what's going on. And my husband would tell them, right? Would tell them everything. And I'm just like, you're not supposed to do that. And so, in return, I would tell my family everything. And so, that would just leave you know, conflicts because you're the one that's living with them, your parents, so all they only remember is what you tell them, right? And so now they, in their mind, they're thinking this way about, you know, your husband or your wife, and you can't take it back because once words spill over and into someone's mind and ears, you can't take that back, right? That's like, you know, um, trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. That's hard. That's difficult. You can't do that. It's already said, it's already out. So it's like, now we have to deal with it. Now we have to clean up this mess, right? (laughs) Uh, parents overstepping boundaries could put serious tension and stress on you and your spouse. Um, if you don't put down clear boundaries, these intrusions could lead to serious conflict in your marriage. Setting boundaries with your family isn't unloving, it's biblical. So even your family needs to know your limitations, right? They may not agree with them. They're like, girl, you tripping. Right, like that is too strict. Nah, no, like I'm serious. <laughs> this is my you know, my boundary. I have to, right? And so you have to enforce it, right? So, um, you know, like I said, you know, while many Christians assume boundaries are inherently unloving, that really isn't the case. And I'm not gonna read, I think that was towards the end of the article. So, you know, I kind of want to go in it spoken into marriage so I just even want to just jump in really quick, you know, about in dating, right? I even have, after all that I went through in my experiences, I even have a little, it's real short, um. you know, boundaries in dating, you know, when it's, when I do date again or, you know, start dating or whatever. It's just that I have a little list, like, These are my boundaries because and they're going to be different. You know, from anyone else's, maybe because I know me. And that's the one thing I wanted to get into. You have to. Did I read that? About. Knowing yourself, you know, it's really not about keeping others out as much as it's about defining who you are and what you think. You're better at uh, to keep. Boundaries, when you know who you are, because you know what to, you know, what line to draw. You, when you know fully who you are, you know what lines to draw. So people won't be so easily to, to step over them all the time. When you know who you are, you're going to be firm in that. Like, listen, I know who I am. Like I said, I hadn't been through a lot. I did not been through stuff, especially with like dating and relationships. Oh, I know how this mamma jamma go. I, this is what this is what's going to happen because I know myself through these relationships, you know, um, through the healing through it. I know myself now. So I know what I can handle. I know what's um, inexcusable. I know what's excusable. So I got these boundaries. So, you know, in dating, I would suggest even have boundaries in your dating, you know, um, what are what are your expectations and what how far are things going to go cuz sometimes you know people just jump in and then boundaries do get crossed because there were never boundaries addressed right there were never boundaries spoken of it was never explained it was never communicated so then it's um easily crossed right and then it's hard to kind of enforce that later when it has become a norm right so even in friendships you know, uh, there's boundaries even in friendships, um, you know, because um, I know, especially if you, you're you married or you're, you know, whatever, it's like you have to define that within your friendship. Sometimes some could be a little much more than others. Yes, dating dangers. Listen, that's a whole nother life. <laughs> I definitely could get into that though. I definitely can get into that because we need to know, especially um, dating as Christians. I can't tell the difference anymore. You know, it's like we're in Christ, but it's like we have no boundaries. Like it, it has become a free for all, especially how much we're dating, you know, as Christians, you shouldn't be dating like, like, you know, back to back to back like that. It's not You're not supposed to do that, right? But a lot of people would disagree. Well, how would you know? And but you don't, you're not supposed to date a bunch of people, you're supposed to be led by God, first of all, who to date, and He's not going to lead you to all them people. That's just that's not in the nature of God because that just creates so much confusion, so much mixed messaging you know, it's, it's it's confusing. It's it's too much. So I don't think that's the nature of God to even do that anyway. In um, friendships, you're going to, you know, like I said, it's just between, you know, what would you guys come to with? Every one of my friendships um, that I have, you know, it's the same common beliefs. But they're they're different. And I think that goes according to, you know, family, what they got going on, you know, so I respect, you know, those boundaries, you know, some have families, um, some are busy with work, you know, some are, I respect those boundaries, because I know what's going on, like, hey, don't worry about it. I know what's going on. So those are things to be discussed. You know, I know one that works a lot. So then it's like, okay, well, I can catch you when I catch you. You know, and then there's one that, you know, just we don't see too often. It it, it, it differs, right? So what I kind of wanted to end with this um, was that a lack of boundaries can create significant issues because without them, you can lose a definite sense of who you are. So I'll read it again. A lack of boundaries can create significant issues because without them, you can lose a definite sense of who you are. And that comes from because when people are constantly pulling and telling you, I think you should do this, I think you should do that. They are only able to do that when you don't know who you are. Because you're going to be like, "Okay, I'm going to do it. Because they said it or someone else. said, Okay, I'm gonna do it because they said it. But if you know who you are, you're going to know what God has called you to know what God has called you to do. And you're going to there's going to be things that that aren't for you. You know, that's part of the boundaries. You're going to know what you what what's not for you. That's why a lot of times, you know, God doesn't push us or doesn't put us in the place that we're supposed to be in. Because we don't know how to hold boundaries with people, you know, they're going to be thinking like, okay, well, let's say they'll advise us to do this and we're just going to go along with it. We're not going to take it to God, discuss it. We're just going to do it maybe because of who that person is, but we're not going to be like, no, you know, me, I'm at this level where I don't care who you are. If God did not say that and me know who I am, if it's not fitting, I'm not going to do it you know, that's my boundary. And my boundary is give me some time. Let me give me some time to pray about it. And I'll give you an answer. That's a boundary too. A lot of people don't like, what you mean pray about it? I got to pray about it. (laughs) Yes, I got to pray. And depending on what it is, I may need three days a week. You need to give me some time. And, and usually that's kind of what filter things out. If people can't take you praying about it, going to your father about it, you know, you, you didn't got saved from some stuff. So I think even that is just a good boundary. pray. I got to pray about it because I don't want to do it. Initially, if I'm here, I don't want to do it, but let me see if God wants me to do it unless he tells me on the spot, but. Sometimes it's just like eh, I'm not gonna give you an answer. Let me pray about it. <laughs> so I just wanted to to really just discuss this with you guys, um, really quick because boundaries they're, they're just so needed. And like I said, you see that this goes deeper, right? It goes back, and I always talk about knowing who you are. It is so important to know who you are in this season. Like I said, you know who you are. You're able to have boundaries. You're able to focus. You're able to, you know, no one can really sway you off of anything. So you need it. You need, for the love of God, <laughs> you need boundaries. And the thing is, some people will get offended. You can't run away from that. Jesus, they they were offended by Jesus, right? So Who said, you know, people are going to be offended (laughs) by saying what you're not going to do. Then they're going to look at you like, well, why can't you do it? Even that you don't even owe people an explanation about why you choose not to do something. Right. You don't, you don't owe anyone an explanation on why you choose not to do something. You know, Hey, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to do it. (laughs) (coughs) <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry it's right to you know you have that choice you have a right to make your choice right and like being a christian you know i always want to do stuff that pleases god so if god allows me to you know say no and and it doesn't fit and it brings peace right it brings peace for me it just brings peace and i don't feel such a pull if it does don't feel such a pull about it you know, because listen, God gets me together. No doubt about it. 100%. God gets me together. There is no denying that, right? Because I And I thank God for it. I thank God for that conviction of the Holy Spirit, right? So thank you guys for tuning in. And I'm just going to do this. Um, like I said, I said I would do this. And this is what God tells me to do every time. Um, I do an emotion Monday. It's just to always put up the you know, plan of salvation. Um, really simple, Romans 10 and nine, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So, I never take it for granted whose eyes, you know, will run across this because, you know, this is simple um, thing to say. You don't have to do it in front of people. This is a personal thing because when it's all said and done, when you stand before God, it's going to be you and Him, and He knows what you have confessed and said into Him. You know, and it's just easy, just. God, I sinned. I'm a sinner. <laughs> you know, I've sinned. I just, I want to live for you. You know, I believe you are the son of God. And I just, I want to live for you. That's all that it is. And I want to follow you. And then after that, you know, you go and fi- find a local assembly. And I so believe what God's leading that will help you, you know, grow, you know, yourself in the Lord and, and teach you because even with that confession, You're saved, you know, from, from going to hell from a fiery furnace, but at the same time, you want to work for God, you know, and you want to develop in God. You want to go higher faith to faith from, we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. It it gets better. It gets better. Trust. It gets better. You fall deeper in love with God. So you know, after you said that you're saved, yay. And then after that, you know, by God's leading, go to a local assembly and just continue to get fed. I promise you, it's life changing. I'm glad God called me back, you know, into church and um the and I mean, I couldn't imagine. He told me everything I needed was there, and I have grown by leaps and bounds. So trust, trust me. I'm a witness. <laughs> All right, you know, share this with anyone that you feel that are having trouble with having boundaries, you know, take a few notes yourself, have a reminder for yourself that you need boundaries. <laughs> All right. And I will see you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching the replay. Thank you for my podcast listeners that are listening. And I will check you at another day and another time. I will hopefully be on next week. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye.